Hi, I'm MK Lot, and this is Quarantine Campfire. So today, I really wanted to focus on shadow work and basically breaking it down, what it is, why I think it's important, and how it's kind of helped me um, implement the same kind of method and style into other parts of my life. So I originally, I originally tried uh, defining shadow work on my own. I don't think I did a very good job, so... I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna find a credible source and read it off of them. So I'm getting this from Go Within the Spiritual Coaching, who said, Shadow work is how you integrate the aspects of your unconscious psyche into your conscious experience and allow the positive aspects of the shadow, the Jungian shadow, to express themselves. So it's at its core, it's being able to be open with the stuff that you typically hide or you avoid in order to understand that there is some positivity in it and you can use that positivity to your advantage. So I won't go into too personal details because it was a very, very um, intense experience. But for me, I actually found that I tried shadow work about, I think two weeks ago. Yeah, it was the week before Thanksgiving. And what I wound up doing was I wrote down on index cards, and I would recommend this to anybody who's really trying to figure out how to do this, but I wrote down on index cards everything that was kind of was bothering me for the past couple of years. So maybe it was it was people, maybe it was something that had happened. Um, a lot of times they were emotions. And so I would start with something that I thought was the not the most shallow, but the most entry appropriate thing <laughs> that I could do and then work my way down until I got more and more personal and deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, and, and the reason why I did that and the reason why I bring this up is because a lot of people don't like this idea of shadow work because it's so intense. You know, we've kind of designed ourselves through our day-to-day -day lives to really bottle this stuff down and just go about our way. You know, if something bad happens, don't worry about it. Just keep moving forward. You know, you can do enough positive things to make up for that one negative occurrence. The only problem with that is if that negative occurrence causes trauma or if it lingers for a long period of time, you know, and for a long period of time, it varies on the event and on the another person. So it could be like a couple of days, it could be a couple of years. But either way, I don't think it that it's a smart move to have bottling down as your go-to and trying to move forward without really confronting those things on the side. Um so I'll, I'll give you I'll give you an example. When I was doing those index cards, the first index card that I wrote on there was called well, I, I just wrote it, I just labeled it as social media. And so the reason why I had social media as the first part of my shadow work was because I thought it was, I thought social media is, or yeah, was um, very toxic. It was potentially very dangerous, um, especially when, you know, with so many examples of depression and anxiety and suicide. Um, just being blasted all over the early 2010s. Um, I, in fact, for 
a few years, I went dark. I wanted nothing to do with Facebook and Instagram, and I didn't feel like um, it was really a good place to empathize and understand people. So I stayed away from it for a while. And the only times that I were that I was really on social media was to advertise Quarantine Campfire of all of all things. And then during the summer, as some of you may know, I got hired as a social media strategist for uh, one of my university's business departments. So I had to go from being totally dark, almost cutting myself off entirely from social media to, and I had this weird dilemma almost where I, I, I told myself that it was okay because it was a job, you know, which, (laughs) which isn't always the best philosophy. So I put that on my shadow work and I thought about it and I took some time to contemplate how I genuinely felt. And I came out of that shadow work session, understanding that social media itself is not bad. It's not toxic. It's actually done a lot of um, interestingly positive things. It's reunited families. It's um, it, it's made access to people easier. You know, and a lot of people are going to argue that that's a bad thing, as a lot of people do abuse that. But it's not the access that I think is the problem. It's the people abusing that access. And so what shadow work taught me was social media is a tool. It's a tool that a lot of people can use for their benefit. They can use for other people's benefit or they can use it irresponsibly. That's, that's how I see social media now. And it has put an entirely new perspective on how I see my work and how I see social media. You know, I choose to use it as a tool to help people. In my case, you know, I use it for my job to make sure that my business department or the place that I work in um, has students in seats. It has attendance. It can provide positive things for people looking for it. You know, so that's what I kind of came out of um, with that shadow work session. But I also want to keep in mind too, I didn't do this like during my lunch break. You know, shadow work is a very, very personal thing. And I think that's why a lot of people tend to get scared when they start figuring out what it is. Because a lot of times they just think it's like it's a therapy session. There's there's actually quite a few differences between therapy and shadow work. While they are very similar, I, I do want to point that out. Shadow work is very similar to therapy, but instead of a medically licensed professional kind of walking you through the steps, this is a time when you get to really be with your genuine self on your own. And that is a terrifying thought if if this is new territory for you. And so when I mean um, I didn't do this during my lunch break, 
it's because you you need to have a clear mind when you do shadow work because it's the only time where you really focus on you. You get to work on and build up you. And the only person that's going to be doing this is you. There is 100% privacy involved in shadow work, which for a lot of people is wonderful. It's what needs to happen because this is, again, it's very, it's very, very personal stuff. So what I did for my shadow work, and hopefully this will help you guys kind of get into the right mindset if you want to do it, is I spent a good chunk of that night. Shadow work was the last thing I did before I fell asleep, um, before I went to bed, excuse me. But I spent a good chunk of that night doing yoga and meditating. So that way I had a good mindset going into it. And I don't know if suggestible would be the right word, but I was in a position where I was in a state of mind where I was ready for whatever was going to happen. And I was able to work through this without judgment. And that that's something that you need to remember too. You can't judge yourself for the negative side of you. You can't judge yourself for the shadow that you have. What matters is what you do with that shadow, just like social media. It doesn't matter how bad social media is. What matters is what you do with it. Now, granted, there is like a lot of studies talking about how, um, you know, blue lights of you know, affecting people and um, social media is causing like physical distance. And I'm not saying that, you know, social media is 100% perfect and neither is shadow work. But I think people misunderstand the usage of certain things. And so that that's actually why I wanted to bring up this episode, because I don't want people to feel like um, shadow work is a bad thing or it's a scary thing. In some ways, it's kind of necessary to just be able to spend some time with yourself, the good and the bad, and understand this is who you are and no one else can be you. That's the beauty of it. Shadow work makes you realize that you are the only you. And it's up to you to capitalize on that. That's a really cool thing. And so... Another thing that I really want to um, emphasize with shadow work is we do shadow work to bring things into the light. Because once you see something or once you fully expose something, it becomes way, way less scary, right? Like I think, uh, I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I uh, I haven't read this book in a hot second. In fact, I don't, I don't even, I don't think I finished it all the way through, but um, I think Joseph Campbell calls it slaying the dragon in the hero with a thousand faces where once you confront it, you're well, let me, let me see how I can word this. Um, it becomes less powerful once you choose to confront it, not after you confront it, not after it's done, but once you start confronting it suddenly, that becomes that becomes less scary because now there's no anticipation. You're just, you're there, right? So I'll give you some examples um, in my personal life. Um, 
my bank account. I'm not going to give numbers, but uh, it's very clear that as a college freshman, I had no idea how to use finances. Um, I was constantly struggling with money. And a lot of it was, quite frankly, I was too scared to look at my bank account. I have the mobile app for my bank um, ever since I started college, I think. And it was only until a year, maybe two years ago, where I finally felt confident to start looking at my account frequently and start understanding the numbers. And that came about because I I took the time to do the shadow work where I, I, I said, all right, well, this is me. This is financially me. But the beauty of it is this is financially me right now. It doesn't have to be financially me later. But this is the reality that I'm dealing with. And it's the starting point for where I want to be later. And so now, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not swimming in money. I'm no Scrooge McDuck, but I am so much more confident about asking for help and looking for ways to build up my account because now I know my numbers. You know, once I, once I started looking at my account often and, you know, if not, if not monthly, then weekly, then suddenly that, that ambiguity goes away and I stop hyping up my own fears, right? Because there's no fears to hype up. I shed so much light on my numbers and on my account that now if the numbers aren't what I want, I can say, okay, this is what I need to do to get to where I want to be. Instead of, well, I just had lunch. Let's hope, uh, let's hope I got enough in the bank to cover this. You know, it's a totally different situation. And, you know, I, I actually didn't realize this when I was writing it, but it's kind of a, these two stories are kind of full circle, but so that was, so the bank account was something that I needed to do shadow work on as a college freshman, as a college senior with, oh my God, with only one semester left. Now I had to do shadow work on my graduation because I, I'm sure I've talked about this in my, uh, in my past episodes before. I actually don't listen to my old episodes, so I have no idea what I've said. It could be something totally evil. I could say that I worship Satan. I don't know, but hopefully it's, it's helpful. But um, almost, yeah, a year ago in October, I drove up to Salt Lake City to go visit some of my friends and... We went up there specifically to go watch Joker. Um, and for those who are living in a pre-2020 era, this was before face masks and before social distancing. So we were all hugging, having a great time. And uh, wouldn't you know it, movie theater still existed. So that's something to think about. And uh, just the that joke alone made my hair gray. I'm not going to lie. But... <clears throat> I remember driving up and um, 
I'm trying to think about where I was. I was like dead smack in the middle of Utah. I was, I think I just passed Scipio and I'm trying to remember landmarks, but the thing about (laughs) driving from Cedar to Salt Lake city is once you get past the smaller towns, there, there are no landmarks, but anyways, I'm driving up and I realize that my only plan a year and a half from that point was to get my degree, move up to Salt Lake for opportunities, and that's it. That drive was the last part in my life plan that was concrete, and that terrified me. So here's what I did. I asked a bunch of my family members, I even asked some of my professors, um, if they were ready to graduate or start their lives when they did. Because I was getting so much anxiety over this. Because, you know, I I, I think everybody kind of gets this at some point in their college career where they want to have a good life and they want to be productive and they want to, you know, have that house that they've always wanted and have the dream spouse and have the dream family if, if that's their choice. And so I just have been dreading graduation since that trip. And, you know, it's been kind of cool to hear different people's stories. And it's actually one of the reasons why I love being a life coach now, because I get to hear different people's stories and I get to understand people a little, you know, just a little bit more every time they talk. And you know, learn that everybody's truly on their own path, which is terrifying when your only plans after college are to drive to Salt Lake when you don't even have housing. You know, all you have is that is that drive, that three hour drive. It's done in three hours, two and a half without traffic. But I will say one thing over Thanksgiving break. My my fear of graduation didn't go away, but it diminished significantly. It like there is it was like a cliff drop. And that happened after I submitted my graduation application. Once I took the steps and brought that step into the light, suddenly shadow work well, not shadow work, but suddenly graduation seemed so much less scary. In fact, like the, and this is, this is fun to talk about now, but the closer I get to it, like the more excited I am. And I caught myself um, noticing this too, but after I applied for graduation, I started looking at jobs in Salt Lake that I could do as, as a day job while I'm building up the life coaching business in the film studio where now I'm actually taking the steps to make sure that my plan lasts longer than a, a two and a half to three hour drive. And all that happened because I brought more things into that light. And there were a lot of factors that you know, caused me to apply for graduation when I did. But a lot of it too was being able to be comfortable 
with saying, this is what's happening. This is who you are right now. And so you need to take the right steps and understand this is what's going on in order to be the person that you want to be. And you need to expose yourself to more things so that way you don't feel as scared by them as you are now. And so that's what I would recommend to anybody listening to this or heck anybody in general. Don't be afraid to do shadow work because no one else is going to judge you because the only person that will be a part of it is you. So allow yourself to to spend some private time to understand yourself and to build up the courage for yourself. So I know we ran a little bit longer, but those are my two cents for the, uh, for the week. Thank you guys so much for listening in. I'm always appreciative of your, of your support and, and your ears. Um, so yeah, tune in next week for the usual time and I will see you in the next one. Stay safe, stay healthy.